So all for what? Well, today we're going to talk about fellowship, and what we've just done is modelling that, having a, a heart of prayer for, for church. Um, I don't know, when I always think about fellowship, there's one fellowship that comes to mind, uh, and that is the Fellowship of the Ring uh, from Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, uh, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis were language experts. They knew the origins of words, and the word the Fellowship of the Ring uh, was chosen deliberately. Uh, we're going to cho- show you a little video. Uh, in case you don't know the Lord of the Rings, um, how many of you don't know the Lord of the Rings? Some? Don't be, don't be shy. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantasy story uh, where basically there are these rings that are made at the beginning of time, uh, one of which uh, is going to rule over everything. Whoever has that ring is corrupted by it. Uh, it um, causes them to sort of just try and seek domination. Um, and this little group uh, know they need to destroy this ring. To destroy the ring, they have to throw it into this kind of volcanic fire in the middle of the really bad place. Think like Milton Keynes on a bad Saturday. <laughs> Mordor, right? Uh, I don't mean the people, I mean the roads and the kind of, that kind of system, uh, full of people just going, ah! Um, and, um, and yet the problem is whoever holds the ring uh, gets corrupted by it. And so there's uh, just all kinds of problems. And this is a scene where a group of all the races uh, in Middle Earth are coming together to try and figure out what to do. Um, Maris, can you flick the lights off for me? And hopefully you'll be able to hear it. We'll try and put it nice and loud. Um, you're going to see lots of characters that some of you won't know and some of you will. Um, the question I'm going to ask you, though, is why is this a fellowship? Okay, what makes it? A fellowship. You're going to be able to get a glimpse of that as you see the way they sort of work. What makes it a fellowship? Like, what is it that makes it a fellowship? Here we go. Let's have a. It's a great scene, and I recommend the the movies very much. Have a quick chat together. What makes them a fellowship? Why is this different to like a friendship? What might be some aspects that that um. Tolkien was saying makes them a, a fellowship. What are some of the things that make them that? If, don't if you don't understand, we'll figure it out later. But have a little chat. What might be some of the things that make them a fellowship? When we read in Acts, they devote themselves to the fellowship. What does that mean? Have a little chat. Okay, that lull. That was a good lull. Okay, uh, what makes them a fellowship? Any ideas? Any ideas? What makes them a fellowship? Yeah, yeah, Isabel. Okay. It's interesting. So, so different but united for a common purpose. That's really helpful. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Andy, yeah. Okay, interesting, interesting. So, so dwarves and elves, I mean, you kind of glimpsed it. He said, I will never trust the ring to an elf. Um, uh, later on, there's some crazy scenes where uh, the dwarf is thrown into battle uh, by uh, other people uh, in a good way. Uh, but yeah, but they normally don't get along. They come together for a common good. Uh, anything else? Okay. Okay, so interesting. So it's not just a sort of dip in and out. There's something where um, it means more than that. It's not just what I can kind of take from it. That, that, that it's a steady walk. Some interesting thoughts here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily? Okay. Yeah, 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 and it's interesting because in one sense it's a good model of the last becoming 
first because Frodo, who is this little hobbit, is the only one actually that's going to have the endurance to be able to uh, go and, and at various points die to be a saviour figure as well. It's interesting. So, um, so it's interesting. That's it. Spoilers. Yeah, sorry. Spoilers. Yeah. It is quite an old film, but yeah, spoilers. Um, just just uh, some other thought, and I'm going to be fairly quick today because this is kind of a topical series. It's helpful to kind of hear. Uh, I think what, what I'm interested by is that when Jesus prays for his disciples, he says, I pray you might be one as I and the Father are one. Uh, I want a church that isn't full of friendships, although those are nice. I, I would love a church that's full of fellowships. Fellowships between us and God and fellowship with the between us and each other, a fellowship that does a little bit like this, that, that, that is bringing different people together, that, that looks, in one sense, odd to the world. Um, some, some thoughts I had as I was looking at the video, uh, Noah, is uh, what makes them a fellowship? Firstly, they're coming together in the face of a mission or opposition. Uh, you know, there's, there's something they're going to have to do. Uh, there's a, there's a, a sort of a culture around that's working against them. Uh, the forces of Sauron and his sort of henchman Saruman uh, are rising, and they come together in the face of opposition. They, they are sharing in something they have a share in. I'll explain what I mean by that. Uh, they are sharing in something that they actually have a share in. Uh, simply put, if this doesn't work, they're all doomed. Yeah, if this doesn't work, they're all doomed. They have a share in this. It needs to work. Uh, they've got intimacy. There's some beautiful scenes in the film um, and in Act 2. Uh, but they've got a word that I've invented here, ultimacy. Intimacy and ultimacy. We're going to talk about that. Uh, that a fellowship is more than just, as Elena's saying, more than what I can get. There's something in and out. Uh, and lastly, as part of that, a give and take. Let's just do that really briefly uh, together. Uh, Noah, thank you very much. Good. Uh, we live in a time where we're being told that we're more divided than ever. Just out of interest, raise your hand if you think that's true. If you think that we're more divided than ever, raise your hand. I'm hoping for about half of you. Because that would be amazing. If half of you put your hands up and the other half don't, we can't even agree on whether we are divided or not. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, no, we're not. Um, but this word culture wars is often used to describe sort of parts and different parts of culture, different types of people uh, having a bit of fight. No, thank you very much. Um, uh, go one. Um, so uh, the concept of culture wars originated in the US in the 1990s. Originally, it was a political thing. Those who wanted things to be more traditional versus those who are sort of more like updating things and modernists, but it's grown more widely. Noah, thank you very much. There has been a huge surge in the UK uh, of culture wars in the UK. Uh, the analysis by Ipsos and King's College London has said that in 2015, there were just 21 mentions of it, but in 2020, it was 534. Uh, we're being told that we're more divided than ever, and it can feel like that depending on uh, what we see. Noah, thank you very much. Okay. Half the country think the UK is currently the most divided it's been during their lifetime, but a similar proportion as here have a less negative view. That made me laugh a lot. Uh, it includes 30% of the public who say we have been through divided times like this before and 14% who believe divisions were worst in the past. I grew up in the 80s where there was a lot of division, especially uh, in Ireland, in the Troubles and other things as well. So I think we need to recognize it's not just a new thing. Uh, the Bible would say that people have been divided since the very beginning, when there was a fall, and it's part of human condition. But there's divisions. And so the first thing I want to say is that our church can model to a church, or at least a number of people feel like there's division, we can model something really special, can't we? We could do that. We could be one of those rare places where people come together 
and find fellowship. Where some of the big stories of life and of God unite rather than divide. I don't know about you, I sort of meet people that I feel like are looking for their clan and finding it nowhere. Let's move on really quickly. The fellowship of the king then, not the ring. The fellowship of the king. You know me, you love a pun. Um, What does that mean for us? Let's just go through these things fairly quickly. Uh, Sharing versus sharing. Um, Really quickly, this passage begins, those who accepted Jesus' message were baptized uh, and about 3,000 of the disciples' message uh, were added to their number. Um, Fellowship isn't a uniquely Christian thing, but it's more than just friendship, right? We have become someone who is loved by God and lovers of God, and so we love each other. I'll say it one more time. Fellowship is different to friendship. Why do you love your friends? Some of you are going, I don't know, actually. <laughs> looking, at, looking at them, I don't know. Uh, the difference in church is that we don't love because of what the person is or does for us. We love because of how we've been loved by God. That's, that's a, a unique difference. Does that make sense? And that's really hard, though, isn't it? Because then love becomes a bit of a choice sometimes, and it becomes an action, and it becomes painful sometimes. Often we can love those easily who love us back. But the challenge of this is that we have a share in this. We also need to love church because the church is part of God's rescue plan for the world. We are those who are meant to be his hands and feet. Like, I don't know if you saw the terrible scenes from Sudan this week where people are being evacuated. Whilst the church is not trying to lift people out of the world, we're meant to be part of a rescue. If we treat it like a social club where a place I can go for friendship and don't see it as part of God's rescue plan to help people come to faith, we'll never have fellowship. It becomes something else. Are you kind of with that? Like, like fellowship is this common purpose. You know, should I go to church or not? Well, no, I want to go and be the church today. I want to go and be the church today. It's something deeper than that as well. Uh, no, if we can uh, flick on. So uh, sharing in and sharing in. In the fellowship of the ring, if they didn't do the fellowship, what would have happened to them? Death. If we don't do fellowship in church, the world will probably be okay. Cornerstone's quite small. But we should see it as something important. Not just for my own personal worship, as something we can do to try and reach the world uh, for God. That we share in it and that we're sharing it together. Uh, The word koinonia in Greek is this idea of uh, companions together. Um, It's like I've put money down. I've got a stake in the game. Loads of people in our culture now like to turn up, but actually we're finding at cricket and at hockey, it's harder to get people to say I'm committed here. I don't want to serve on the committees. I don't want to be captain. It looks like I'm going to be captain for Tame Threes again this year. I know, I know. Um, Claire's looking. Uh, yeah. Um, what I will say is, is that they've not trusted me with the admin, which is a surprise. Um, because there's, there's no one else. Uh, scouts and guides and other uniform groups and other groups are struggling. Uh, volunteerism is down, generally across the board. It's been hard to find leaders for Kickstart. I don't know how you're doing for Lighthouse. Hope you're doing okay, you know, um, in Risborough. But it can be hard. We're in a culture at the moment where post-COVID and other things, people are very protective of time, protective of family, protective of self. And yet companionship is saying, I've got a stake in the game here. This is important. If church was a matter of life and death, we begin to get close to what fellowship can bring to look like. Does that make sense? 
not a Sunday gathering, a sense of gathering together for God's purpose. So sharing in and sharing in. Intimacy and ultimacy. Um, do you know why the Dead Sea is dead? It's not a joke, the salt. Why is there so much salt? Water can't come out anywhere. Just stagnant, yeah? And nothing grows, nothing lives. It's the same with church. I think with the Fellowship of the Ring, they had a mission. They were going to go and do things together. I've seen churches where it becomes social clubs. Fellowship is working hard together. I want to encourage us that fellowship is about not just being about what can I get in this place. Do they love me? Do they care for me? To challenge each other. How do we love those outside of this thing? To have a mission together to do that. To to take that really, really seriously. Lastly as well, fellowship is about give and take. Um, in our church we have givers and we have takers if you find it hard to receive help yourself raise your hand okay if you find it hard to give help raise your hand yeah yeah it's hard busy life yeah yeah um fellowship though is about saying do you know what this only works when i'm willing to both give and take in this like it's the only way it works to love our neighbor as ourselves. I, I want to challenge us that fellowship is allowing us to stop the barriers that prevent us asking for help or allowing others to help us. I want us to encourage ourselves that the fellowship of the ring was about them saying, here's my bow, here's my sword, here's my axe. I'm willing to give. And that being accepted. The, the simple message today as I come sort of to a close as we kind of just think about this, and it's only to introduce the idea. This is what it says in Acts 2. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Devoted is a word that basically means they were utterly consumed in their desire to have fellowship together. Utterly consumed. It wasn't just a nice idea. It wasn't something you could drop in and out of. It was something that they take really seriously. And when we do it, it can be life-changing. Um, Sam Bailey is going to come and talk just briefly about AA and how fellowship can be life-changing. And um, round of applause for Sam. Um, as we... Uh, now, Sam and I had a coffee this week and we were chatting, but Sam, why are you involved in AA? Are you able to say, why are you involved in Alcoholics Anonymous? Yeah, um, I'm in recovery myself, as most of you know. I'm 16 years sober. And um, part of getting sober is the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. It is a massive part of recovery. Um, and because, like somebody said earlier, we all want the same thing, basically. And... Uh, we have a program that enables us to do that, but part of that is to be part of a fellowship. How does fellowship practically help people to have lives transformed and to, to kind of begin recovery? How does it do it? I think the first thing that really struck me um, is that the, a very common thought or feeling of, of addicts is that we are alone, um, and we've always felt alone. Um, and when you enter the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, you are told you are you never need to be alone again. Um, in in the true sense of the word, it it also means not only the fellowship within people, but it means a um, relationship with God, basically. And, um, I mean, you get lots of different kind of people there. How does that work? Does that make fellowship difficult? How, how, does it, how does it work? What kinds of people do you have? Um, we have every walk of life, absolutely every walk of life. And because we have that common interest, we are one, basically. It makes no difference where you come from, how much money you have, what race you are, what sexuality you are. 
we all want the same thing. We all want recovery, and it is life and death, and, and, and that's all there is to it. So, what happens when people fail, though? I mean, addiction is is addiction. It's it's powerful, and you talk about being in recovery still. I mean, are people kind of not coming? Do they? How does it work? Are they not allowed in? What's the kind of process? You are never judged. <clears throat> you are always welcome back. Um, you are encouraged to come back, and and often. Uh, what we do encourage um, is that we take each other's numbers and that we call each other regularly, and especially with newcomers. The newcomer to us is is the most important person in the room, you know, because it shows me where I've come from as well, and that's how we grow. So there's a sense of being able to look back and go, actually, I was once there. And I guess for them, you're able to then speak from your position of how many years of recovery now? 16. 16 years. Um, and in the room, that then creates a sense of oneness, togetherness, kind of unity. Um, what would be some things that you would want us to learn, maybe, from some of the gatherings? I mean, obviously, we talk about fellowship here, and you know, we're pretty good at loving each other and caring. But mm. what what might be that sort of life changing, rescue type fellowship? What, what what are some of the key things from AA that you look at and go, that was that was a real life saver, a good thing? I, I think to never judge. Yeah. Basically, to never judge and to to. And I think I said to you the other day, um, we don't necessarily like everybody, but we love everybody. Yeah. Um, and that means a lot, yeah. you know, that there is so much love in that fellowship yeah. for everybody yeah, that yeah. wants recovery. Yeah. What do you do when people are difficult in groups um, or unhelpful? I mean, is, is there a sense of just, oh, well, we're all here and it's fine? Mm. I mean, or how does it work? I mean, we, we, we were talking... We, yeah, we pray for them. We yeah. obviously pray for them. Yeah. Often, you know, if you... <laughs> you see somebody that's probably talking a little bit too much uh, and maybe a little bit inappropriately there will be a lot of us that we've got our head down our eyes closed that means we're praying <laughs> that means we're saying the serenity prayer yeah. um, it, it, it just does depend there have been the occasional moment where they've had to be people have been taken to one side and yeah. had to have a little conversation yeah. if, if there was some inappropriate behavior going on yeah yeah and i guess that's what fellowship is is that ability to do that in a loving way for that person um you've seen people's lives turned around um that must be a real blessing so you've seen the power of fellowship yeah um, so thank you for that do you speak to sam if you'd like to say more um yeah round of applause to sam thank you very much I know it's been a bit whistle-stop, really. I guess t- today I want to just say two simple things. Number one, um, are you devoted or just dipping in? Are you devoted or just dipping in? Um, if you're dipping in, keep dipping in. But, but God's looking for more. This is meant to be uh, something that's, that's different from, from everything else in, in life. Uh, and I guess secondly, looking for fellowship, not friendship. Friendships are great, and, and have them in church. But fellowship is about saying we've got a common purpose, a common king, a common mission, a common love for each other. I want to encourage us to, to seek that and pursue that here in this place. I'm going to call the, the group up to come. Let me just give us time to think about that. Fellowship for me means that when it doesn't work, we're open and clear with each other. We say, actually, do you know what, that's, that's important. Fellowship matters here. Uh, fellowship is something that we take very seriously. We seek to protect each other in. Um, and we're going to sing some songs that help us to reflect. But let's just be still as we come towards the close. Let's pray. Lord God, I, I want to pray that we might see what we're doing here. Uh, not might, that we should see what we're doing here in this place and in this town with the other churches. 
as life and death. Lord God, that the, the early disciples come together. They, they, they gather believers. Uh, and we're going to learn this term about how they shared everything. That there was this common and deep and rich, generous love for one another and a bold mission or heart to go and change the world. Lord God, there are lots of reasons to just keep church and other people at arm's length. Maybe we've been hurt, maybe we've been disappointed, maybe life is hectic and we're busy or there are other things in the way. But Lord God, you're calling us to something deeper. You prayed the disciples would be one as Jesus, the Son, and God the Father were one. That there would be that same heart, that same mind, that same character. Lord, I, I would pray that for us here. There would be a oneness here in the midst of our difference and the different things we bring. Lord, it's impossible to muster up ourselves. We need your spirit to challenge the way we love. In a world that is often divided and seeks to divide with um, groups and businesses and, and media looking to uh, speak division, I pray that there might be something unique about churches that gather united by Jesus in the differences that we would um, hold him out most. Just help us with that, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.